I've gotten too comfortable here. I used to dread it so much, but I must admit, dysfunction has grown on me. I've bonded with my agony. I've made a home for myself in this place I once called a trap. I guess I tolerated pain for so long that I got too comfortable with it. Truth is, my pride won't let me admit that I need help and I like the attention that comes with being broken. I unknowingly carved my identity from all the pain and insecurities. I complain about them but I can't separate myself from them. So distress and I are one. I'm so lost here that I have no idea who I'd be if I was free. I can't imagine what life would be like if I was healed. The bitterness suddenly feels so sweet. The pain suddenly feels so good. I'm starting to like the pity parties. I even host them now. It's not that I don't want to be free, it's just that it's more comfortable here. I need help but I don't know how to ask for it. It's easier to stay here. It's easier to not forgive those who hurt me. It's easier to blame those who hurt me for who I am today. My issues and I are not friends. We don't even like each other, but I don't know how to let them go because I've identified myself with them. Hi, I'm Wura, and I wrote this piece a few months ago, and it's basically speaking of how um, comfortable trauma can get. And that is what this episode is going to be discussing, how it's so easy to get comfortable with trauma, and it is possible to get comfortable with trauma. But <laughs> you're not going to be hearing a lot from me today. Today I have a special guest, um, a friend of mine, Deborah, who, who apparently spe- specializes in trauma. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my god. Anyway. <laughs> so I have a friend here who God has blessed with um with utterance. Who God has really blessed in the area of anything that has to do with mental health. God has blessed and equipped her to help us all to speak to us, to encourage us. And yeah, she's she's one sound person. It's okay. Hi guys. Hi. <laughs> it's it's an honor to be here. And to be very honest, eh, I, I'm going to be talking to myself because we all need this. I probably even need this more than everybody else because uh, I get very, very comfortable, you know, in things that I am used to. E.g. trauma, (laughs) E.g. anxiety, E.g. just, I mean, for example, this podcast, I was going to say favor, I don't want to do again. And that would just be me being comfortable with anxiety, letting anxiety just hold me back and just being in a place where I don't challenge myself to do something that I would normally not do on account of how anxious I can get. So in the spirit of, you know, learning to not be comfortable with the things that will hold, hold us back here i am (laughs) so hi guys again and i just trust god to help us as you know amen yeah (laughs) amen (laughs) so let's begin what does it mean to be comfortable with trauma what does it mean because we've been talking about (laughs) you know it's for real okay i think that I think let me use an example. Mm-hmm. Um, you know when people have been very single for a very long time, mm. 
yeah <laughs> i'm not even going to mention the fact that i'm talking about myself so <laughs> ah, let's move on but if somebody has been single for a really long time m- chances are the person has gotten comfortable it's not that the person doesn't have options or choices or a girl doesn't mm-hmm. have guys in her dms if you see a girl that has been single for five years six years plus that girl has gotten her entire life life. (laughs) that girl has gotten very very comfortable being single right and it is usually tied to the reason they became single in the first place so maybe you know she has gone through multiple heartbreaks right she has not gotten very comfortable in a place in a place of perpetual broken heart heartedness so it's like i don't know how to explain it but if somebody now comes to now say okay babe you know i like you i want to go out with you because that place is not comfortable you're not used to that place anymore you haven't been there ever Mm. or in a very very long time you just find ways to self-sabotage a good thing that could have taken you out of a place that is not good for you just because you're comfortable being single and I, i feel like i need to mention that the fact that you're comfortable in or with something does not mean it is good for you you can be very comfortable in something that is killing you. Um, somebody, she's an actress. I love her so much. I think she was in Blackish, the grandma. She said, if you sit in pool for so long, it will stop smelling. Yeah. You will not, it will stop smelling. So I think that, I just, I hope that kind of like gives us an understanding of what mm. it feels like to be, you know, comfortable in trauma or comfortable in things that are not good for us. And just for, um, how do I explain? Just for the sake of balance, she's not in any way saying that being single is necessarily a bad thing. It's what is making it's you, you single. single. It's what's yeah. making you, you know, not take the next step. That yeah. could be the problem. But yeah. you being single is not necessarily a terrible, a terrible thing. thing. Yeah. Do you understand? So that's if it's <laughs> like that. The point. <laughs> <laughs> that's the point that we're trying to make. But yeah, yeah, I guess it's very possible to get comfortable with with trauma. Mm-hmm. And I would use myself as an example. There there have been times that it's just too easy. It's easier to just not forgive. Yeah. It's easier that way because forgiving someone means I have to take actual steps. I think realizing how active and yes. how healing is not really a passive thing. Yes, healing is not imparted. So it's really difficult. emotionally. Maybe yes. physical healing physical can healing. be imparted. Emotional, Emotional healing, healing is not. <laughs> very, Emotional very, healing is very few times. It's work. It's work. It's, it's a it lot takes of a lot. work. Yes, it takes a lot. Yeah. I mean, I feel like maybe things like maybe depression, schizophrenia, all these things. You know, hands can come on you and you're healed. <laughs> but if somebody hurts you, you have daddy issues, for example. <laughs> daddy issues is not casted out of people. Yeah. It is a lot of recognition, a lot of learning, on learning. It's a lot of yes, a lot of trusting the help of the Holy Spirit to come out of that headspace. And I, I feel like if we first of all realize that we have to stand up, mm. do you understand? If God is God's God's hand is outstretched, it is our responsibility to now take the hand and get up. I mean, He is there to help. Mm-hmm. The balance is now you accepting that help and accepting oh God, the help. Yes. Accepting the help is where the work is. Because accepting the help is not just saying, okay, God, I've accepted the help. God is now going to show you, okay, so this and this and this and this. And it's littered through scripture, the things that we actually need to do to come out of, you know, these things. But then there are a lot of reasons why we don't do them. There are a lot of reasons why I don't do them. <laughs> a lot of reasons Wura doesn't do them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, basically the point of this podcast is for God to help us see how 
we can learn to become uncomfortable with, with trauma, trauma and learn to be comfortable with healing yes that's that's basically it that's basically what we're discussing oh my god yes <laughs> this thing that you just said just i i remembered a scenario where you know how someone can be lying down in like a pool of just something really disgusting yeah and maybe because you couldn't get up no one was there to help you you, f- you found yourself comfortable You'll there adapt. it's so much easier yeah it's so much easier when you adapt to pain mm-hmm. You start to see good things like yes. the problem, oh such God. that because you are so comfortable with pain, you start to treat people who are actually healthy for you. Yes, badly. bad. Yes, I did that so. I did that so much. I did that with friends. I did that with people. I did that with good, good guys. Men, <laughs> men. Mm, now why are you single? <laughs> because I, I'm someone who struggles with daddy issues, and I couldn't help but see people through the lens of my pain. So whenever someone mm, came to me trying good. to help me. Mm. It was like, mm. yes. I, I would look for something. I yes. would look for there something has to there. Be, yes. Because me coming out, me taking the next step to get better, mm. to to give this relationship, this friendship a chance, mm. it just seemed more uncomfortable. Yes. It seemed more stressful yes. than sitting there and moping around. Yes. And you know, it's so easy to get used to complaining, to yes. get used to to to. You you can get addicted to the approval of people. You can get addicted to yes. problems. Can get addicted to your issues. You can as as it, the yeah. poem she read at the beginning said, get addicted to the attention that your problems bring to you. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, but our generation is not even helping with social media and everything. Oh God, yes. How everybody has made depression and anxiety a trend. So it's like if you're not, you want to be because it mm-hmm. is now cool. And it is it is an actual problem. It is. it is an actual problem so we have become like addicted to you know oh my god i have adhd oh my god i have anxiety okay if you have it we're not supposed to wear you a badge it's we're supposed to supposed to help oh my god do you need help come out of there mm-hmm. do you understand and we're going to talk about that later you know one of the reasons we get comfortable in trauma but i just felt like i had to yeah, i had to see. say that that <laughs> we have become very addicted to the attention that our trauma brings to us and that is the attention of the trauma is not the point it is not the point the point is you are broken the point is we need help true do we understand and if we don't see that we're never ever going to get help if you look through scripture almost every time that jesus healed somebody Mm -hmm. they cried out yes 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 and i remember jesus asking remember the blind man Mm. the is it blind bartimaeus the Mm. blind when he called out the man that said son of david have mercy on me. he was obviously blind and mm. jesus still asked him what what? Would, what do you want me to do for you mm. because it's very possible yes. that that blindness is just like some people that respectfully speaking some people that are beggars mm-hmm. they don't want to get help they don't mm-hmm. want you to take them to school too mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. there is a level of attention and seem in in quotes right help yes. that they get mm-hmm. they don't want to come out of that mm-hmm. but th- what you just mentioned is so true mm-hmm actually jesus would ask he asked the man what do you want me to do for you because there's a chance he did not want to be healed he would have asked for money yes to be very honest i feel like there are people that would have asked for money like (laughs) how for anything for the boys but my god you're blind ask them to open your eyes it's like somebody said somebody said that somebody would actually there are people that would actually prefer to be handed fish than to be be taught taught to fish. fish yes and that's i think it's a it's a problem it's a problem problem. and i feel like god is going to help us Mm -hmm. to be you know and another thing i wanted to say is that when you talked about the analogy of the beggar Mm. i feel like the beggars but there is a way they want to be helped not a way they 
they need they need to, to be, be as it so we we are we are saying okay so i'm going through so much i'm going through a lot and god is saying god created you he knows how your mind works even your depressed mind even your anxious mind even your traumatized mind he he factored it into the pursuit of you mm. so he knew that he knows that ah this is how this person's mind works even if it is dysfunctional mm. so he knows exactly how he should help you but then we are over here dictating how god should help us for god like True. me i oh know i god, do yes. it a lot i do it too i do it I a lot it's like so it's like okay so god um so, so this guy hurt me and the only way um i would receive help is for this guy to suffer Mm, karma Hollywood movie. yes giving your bad film yes yeah i think there's something we need to learn i was going to speak on this when maybe i'm talking on forgiveness yes. but maybe the truth is we need to one thing you need to learn is life is not a nollywood movie it is not my the dear. fact is that the fact that someone hurts you doesn't mean that person is going to go they through hell blow. some Things of them we blow. i'm sorry well, some of them are going to have like yes, money it's not going and to be like oh they're walking on the street and then you are in your big car and then you just splash on them and they're like oh and you're like oh this is who you are now oh my god i'm so sorry i didn't mean to do that but you look mm. you met <laughs> respectfully speaking it's not always going to be like yeah. that it's not always going to be like that the justice system of god is very different, different from ours and the bible literally says that his ways are higher than our ways his ways are not our ways his thoughts are higher than our thoughts leave god leave yes. justice for god mm-hmm. and deal with healing the best way you can take care of anything is to fo- focus on yourself and be intentional about yes. getting better be do not let that person have that much control over you yes, anymore yes. well i guess this is something we talk more about when we're discussing forgiveness and, and on, stuff and i feel like sorry before we move on yeah. i feel like to to one of the things that helps you focus on yourself is to realize that god loves the person that hurt you oh my god yes oh it's a painful truth but it is so true and it is not any less true because it is painful god mm. loves the person that made you cry God loves the person and that person is going to also if if God is, and I know God is intentional about that person too. Well, that person yeah. is also going to go through their own character development that makes them better. I mean, look at me. I I, th- I, I feel like I'm a good example because I've hurt a lot of people. I'm someone that hurt a lot of people and it's when you are when you're in pain it's normal to bleed. Unfortunately, yes. there are people that would that suffer, you, people you that cared enough to come yeah. close to you. Mm. You would bleed on them and mm. I I was I did that and there were some that I apologized to yeah. when I was able to like get back in contact with them. I, I was able to apologize to them and let them know that this was not, you know, I this was this, this version of me is not that version of yeah. me. I'm not that yeah. person anymore. So so I imagine if God wasn't intentional about mm-hmm. me. Imagine if God said, Because you hurt all these people, you mm-hmm. will suffer, you will do this, you will yeah, not God answered their prayer. You, it, you know like maybe the people she hurt now we're praying okay so people should suffer people <laughs> should do this one people should do that one and then the, god now actually answers their prayer um, no. hmm. lots of things wouldn't yeah yes it would not okay no <laughs> so but true. basically we've established that um a lot of us are comfortable in our pain mm-hmm. and um we've established that it is normal not it's not okay it's but not it, okay. Happens, it happens right yeah so I just want to talk about like the two types of people that are, you know, comfortable in their wahala. And basically I narrowed it down to people that are aware and people that are not aware. Okay now. So there are people that well, they know that they are not they are going through a lot. They know that they're not okay. They know that, you know, they're traumatized. And okay, let me use myself as an example. I as my very good friend here. I have daddy issues, right? Daddy issues are different color, but <laughs> daddy issues nonetheless. And 
for a very long time i think i went through the spectrum being aware and unaware at first i was unaware that i was holding on to a lot of stuff now when i became aware the reason i still held because it would be silly to be aware that you are in soup and still remain there but then it happened and the reason was because i believed that not forgiving my father was holding him hostage i felt like not letting go and not moving on and not coming out of the pain it felt like it was my right to be hurt I felt like I had the right to be hurt. And so I will hold on to that right until I don't even. And the thing is, the sad thing is there is no end to that kind of mentality. Because how long will you hold on to it for? What will have to happen for you to stop being hurt? Do you understand? Yeah. So that's, that's, the, that's the loop. So the devil keeps you in a cycle. Yeah. And you just keep saying, if they do this, I will forgive them. And they may do it and you will not forgive them. If they suffer, I will forgive them. They may suffer and you will not forgive them. You will think you have. And that's a lie from the devil because there's some sort of gratification you feel in your heart. Like, oh, I'm happy. They are soft. They are, they are, yeah. And you think that feeling is forgiveness, but it is not. So I moved from being unaware that I was hurt to being aware that I was hurt. And even then, I didn't do anything about it. Now, these two, you know, people, they are common reasons why they are where they are one of those reasons is fear right now for the person who is aware if for example um you have been in um, maybe like in a room for a very long time mm-hmm. like you've been in that room for oh there's this movie everything everything her mother lied to her that she had skid one immunodeficiency problem where she was um allergic to everything mm-hmm. right so she stayed in that room all her life you understand Mm. and it turned out that if she actually stepped out of the room nothing would have happened to her what kept her in that room for over 18 years of her life was fear true true because when she actually now met man and fell in love because the bible said perfect love casted out all fear (laughs) 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 that's beside the point for she actually when she actually took the step to leave Mm -hmm. she now actually realized that everything that was outside was a mirage created by fear Mm. so fear gave her a reality that was not even real wow wow oh my god wow i I feel like i I just busted (laughs) (laughs) what you get do you want to comment or should i i just keep going so i feel like (laughs) it's 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 so some people are actually aware that okay so this is what is happening but what who will i be when i become healed they are afraid of the reality that is behind healing i don't know how to explain it so like i'm in a room and i've been in that room all my life and somebody comes to open the door and goes debbie would you come out but quote unquote seemingly everything i need to survive is in that that room room. but that's not true but that's what fear will make you feel like all you need to survive is in that room of unforgiveness is in that room of pain is in that room of bitterness you can survive as as long as you're vindictive as long as you're holding on to all the pain that you're holding on to and god holds the door open and goes debbie come out now because i don't know what is outside Mm -hmm. i'll not be like you know what let me just stay here Mm. do you understand Mm -hmm. it's giving the children of israel (laughs) yes Yes, whenever they were faced with an uncertainty, if you read Exodus well, whenever they were faced faced with an uncertainty, they will now go and meet Moses. How far now? Yes, 
should have just left us the there red sea was an uncertainty mm-hmm. the red sea nobody see me i know that if i was standing in front of that red sea anxiety would have i would have been called to glory i would have just passed <laughs> out i would have what? just gone because <laughs> no imagine no it had never it, it, it had never been recorded in history that a sea parted before so they yes. didn't have reference yes yes yes, yes so there oh was no God. way they would have it was it, do you understand yes. so that was uncertainty so because of that they now decided it was better for us to go back yes to a very terrible situation that we were comfortable yes they got so you they grew up being slaves so they got so comfortable with it it became their not so when they tasted freedom it seemed so weird weird it seemed so uncomfortable to them because they grew up literally being slaves so the thing is uncomfort comfort is relative it's relative to your reality it's relative to what you say comfort is Mm. do you understand because what normal human being would see freedom and say freedom is uncomfortable Mm. if that person hadn't been a slave all their life do you understand Mm -hmm. so yes so one of the things that you know fear we've talked about that and if holy spirit gives or trans maybe we'll go back to it do you want to say something yeah i actually wanted i was i just remembered something about this I, th- I think I read it in a book by Renard Bonke. He was talking about how he met some circus yeah. people, sure. and basically they. So one of them had this elephant, mm. and the elephant was so calm. And you know, he asked, "How do you keep this elephant in like in control? How do you control the, the elephant? elephant?" And they explained how they controlled its mind, such that when it was small, mm. they used there was something they were using to tie it to hold it down mm. so whenever it would try to you know come out and be free mm. it would it would struggle and then come back yeah. it would struggle and then come back but then he grew bigger but he did not realize that he had grown so big that mm. if he wanted to he could, he could tear yes. off that yeah. rope that was holding it down but because the mind was already caged he was yes. so used to being imprisoned yes. mm. he then he never even struggled again mm. so whenever he tr- he moved a bit and there was a bit of resistance he would just come back to his comfort zone because yes. that's what he's used to yeah. and this makes so much sense i think many of us our minds have been just have been put on a leash just like that elephant that mm. we're so used whenever we try to come out and mm we notice a little resistance or something we just find ourselves going back to our comfort zone where it's more comfortable because we're used to being yeah, in pain we're used good. to being yeah. that way mm-hmm. so yeah that, that makes so much sense actually mm-hmm. god will deliver us god oh no god will deliver <laughs> god us god will help us. us but i hope you're actually learning that healing takes a lot of intentionality yes. i say this all the time because many times we think healing is passive we think it's linear we think it's easy but it's not it's not even physically right for example someone who has to go through physiotherapy it's not easy yes it's not even the the science of wound healing it takes steps Mm -hmm. there are steps after steps after steps it's it's not something that just happens Mm -hmm. so you're the one that has to be responsible to make sure responsible for your healing now another reason why people are comfortable where they are is social construct let me just say it is see it is because everybody around you is comfortable where they are so if you are now the one that now decides to break out people will not be like you are doing too much mm. let's be very because no no let's um how, how do i even say it imagine if god forbid though like we were among maybe 20 people that were begging true maybe under the bridge mm-hmm. right and the normal businesses will come We'll sit down with our tattered clothes, 
carry our our um, kini, our just you know try yes, and host some pity yes, parties that and kind of thing and us. people and then me and now decide you know what i went to school now mm-hmm. right and then maybe somebody passes you know with their suv and they go they, they come down like come here and i go and you're like what is your name and they ask me certain questions the norm in that place would be oh god just give me something find me small go. something for me but then if i now decide that oh I I am I am a graduate of so 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 and so. I studied so 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 and so. I speak good English. It's just circumstances that made me. Like do you understand? And I decide to break out. I promise you, the average Nigerian beggar will look at me like I sold out. <laughs> yes, and that is one of the things that's holding us back because we are afraid that people will look at us as though we have sold out. Mm-hmm. It's like, and people actually make people feel like this. Yeah. There are yeah. people that actually make people feel like this. You make people feel terrible for healing. If it for is, if you do life. that, you're not a terrible person. If you ask for help now, if you ask God to help you, you know, to be very honest, there are people that are healing around you. And because you, you haven't found the courage that they have found mm-hmm. to heal. You now make them feel bad for healing. So the social constructs now keeps people. Okay. Talk. Nobody is moving. Mima, I will not move. This, this analysis. There's something called trauma bonding, where mm. you bond with people based on your trauma. Yes. So when you no longer are controlled by that trauma, mm-hmm. it's like there's nothing that connects you with, yes. that, with those people yes. anymore. It gave me like the example of people who have been in jail for a very, very long time. Yeah. If an opportunity came, let's say they've been in jail for, respectfully speaking now, they've been in jail for like 20 years. Mm-hmm. And now it's finally time for some of them or maybe one of them to be free. The issue is that the, that person would would have a lot of uncertainties. That person made friends in yes, jail. Yes. Built a family in that mm-hmm, place. Started mm-hmm. a new life mm-hmm. in quotes in that place. So, wh- okay, what am I going to do with my freedom? I mean, the person may want to leave, but what? the person will start asking themselves, there is nothing on the outside for me, for me. which what is a lie. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> the devil makes us think there is nothing on the outside for us. That is one of the things that will always, always keep us in the prison. Yes. Because the devil, and that, that brings me to my third point, misinformation. Hmm. A be lack of information. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know that there is better. You've been so yeah. You, and it's very sad because there are actually some people who do not know that there is better. I have had conversations with people, and they tell me, you know what? I don't think I can stop smoking, or mm-hmm. I don't think I can. But like the devil has lied to you that yes. there is no possibility outside of smoking. Yes, they have turned something that was that gave you temporary relief. Mm. The devil has turned something that gave you temporary relief into your reality. Yes, into such your that identity. you think into your identity, mm-hmm. such that you think that is who you, you are. are. It's like your label now. Yes. So it's like and you're just labels. <laughs> that is the thing. So and the devil will never make you stop at one thing. So you're just accumulating labels. So what you are is a an accumulation of labels, not a person. Mm-hmm. So you do not have an identity. You are just a a, a, a depressed person. An anxious person, a a smoker, an alcoholic. You're just all those things. But then when 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 the Bible said, I I don't know what scripture, when the Bible said, I have called you mine. Mm, I think that's Isaiah 43. So Jesus speaking is who you are. But then the devil will not, you won't see it. So he distorts your vision. In fact, there is no vision. All, all you are perceiving about yourself are things that you're supposed to be breaking out of. Mm. 
things that are supposed to be is like you are, you've made your chains your jewelry mm. it's like <laughs> your shackles have become bracelets <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no for real though for yeah real though. it's like you know how people build like what i was talking about trauma bonding how people build friendships build a life mm-hmm. based on depression mm-hmm. build an identity oh. there's a way you react to things because yes. you've been depressed you've been anxious for so a long time be like, hey, so just my depression your depression, your depression? <laughs> yes so whenever you try to come out and like she said earlier social media doesn't help social media mm-hmm. makes it look like these things are normal social media mm-hmm. romanticizes yes, mental issues normalizes mental issues mm-hmm. and we are trying to build an avenue whereby christians are not afraid to to you know explain that yeah they are dealing with these things there is no doubt that Christians deal with issues yes, of the mind. Yes. We're trying to explain to you that it's okay to not be okay, but it's not okay to, to stay, stay that there. way. Ah, that's the problem. The problem is the modern day psychology, modern day um, social media and everything is trying mm-hmm. to teach people to cope with things that God wants you to heal from. Yes. So yes. they're telling you, they're teaching you how to cope with mm-hmm. depression, how to yes. cope with anxiety, how to cope with yes. daddy issues. God says, I want to I want to deliver you. you such that you look back and it's like it, it was never there i will always say that mental illnesses do not have a cure they don't they, they according to science they can be managed jesus is, is the, the cure, cure mm. to mental illness he is the jesus cure. is the cure there is no bigger therapy than jesus there, see there is no bigger therapy so the world will lie to you just to put you in a bubble mm-hmm. and it will not make the bubble look like glass that, mm. that is impenetrable when all you have to do is pop, pop it when all you have to, to do is step. pop. Just have to so I, I, I really I really believe and I hope that we are coming to terms with the fact that the fact that you are comfortable where you are doesn't mean that's where you are. Maybe the reason you're comfortable where you are is a lack of information. And will now bring me to solutions. And one of the solutions, which we could even say is the only solution, <laughs> but it's not, Sha. But it's a very important solution. It's the word of God. Hmm. I, I think I've told Favor this thing before. Almost everything your mind tells you, that is your unrenewed mind, mm-hmm. is a lie. And the only way to combat it is with facts. The facts of the word of God. So when somebody is telling me, um, Debbie, I have exams and I am terrified. Have you been able to read? Eh, yes, a little, to the best of my ability. But my mind is telling me I'm going to fail. The fact is one you have read. The fact is too, God said that you are the head and not the tail. The fact is three, God says that the memory of the righteous is blessed. God said that there is a breath in man and the spirit of the almighty gives him intelligence. When you now carry the Bible, mm. the Bible will need to stop being vague to you. Yes, you have, it has to be See, real. The Bible mm. needs to stop being something the pastor says on, on the on the altar when he's preaching just the book of old wise yes, tales yes many people don't see the reality even us christians we even struggle. us with all the plenty speaking in tongues that we do when it comes to the nitty-gritty when it comes to like when life is showing us shaggy mm. it is very easy for the bible to be vague True. it is very easy for it is well with my soul to be a an anecdote something christians say to yeah. feel better but it is it is it is not easy to see it as truth, foundational. You know what truth is? You can't argue with it. Hmm. So we should stop letting our situations argue with the truth of the word of God and winning. Hmm. The word of God is not a suggestion. Mm-hmm. It is the only, mm-hmm. it is the truth. It is absolute. It is the truth. It is not a suggestion. And I think that's the problem. We turn the word of God 
into a suggestion like okay maybe mm. the word of god says this mm. maybe mm. You, let's try this mm. you know it's not even our only option it's like plan yes. a or plan b plan c plan c some people plan d yes it's not even in the plan for in fact some. it's not there somebody <laughs> has to come and remind you that guy there's you have something, Bible. there's a solution. Yes. And you know, I, there was a time someone was talking about how the, the word of God is very powerful yes. when it comes to things like this. And people were speaking against mm-hmm. it. I remember people were dragging the person like, you, you don't, these are real issues. Mm-hmm. And what do you mean by is these the are Bible real issues? Is the Bible not real? The Bible is real. <laughs> no, I feel like the reality. balance to that is that a lot of people have been traumatized by church folk going, mm-hmm. you know, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Drink. And it is not a lie. See, the joy of the Lord is your strength. But as a church, for and I feel like this is emotional intelligence 101. If somebody comes to you and the person is telling you, I'm this, I'm that, I'm that. Sometimes we are the reason people stay in their wahala. Because we do not we do not set yes. ourselves up as a community that is emotionally intelligent. Mm-hmm. When somebody comes to tell you, I do this, do this. First of all, the first thing to do is to sit down and listen. True. Do not be attacking with First John chapter. Mm-mm. That's not the that's true. That's the, the, true. the Bible is the Bible is very effective in the hands of the person who the Holy Spirit teaches how to use it. Mm. It's not just quoting scriptures. How has the Holy Spirit taught you to, to use it? Mm-hmm. The, when Jesus was in this thing, there's not every time he carried scroll. True. Peter will come and meet him and be like, okay, so you know, sir, this and this have gone on. He'll be like, it is written in the ancient scrolls. No. First of all, you sit down, you listen. And then and after many, you listen, many of us are not very good we, listeners. Yes. Mm. Not very good listeners. So you listen. And then after that, okay, so how can I be there for you? How can mm-hmm. I help you? Then after that, you know what? This is what the Bible says about this. This is it is now coming from a place of understanding. It is not now coming from a place of, you know what, let me let's slap scripture let's, on it as a makes, bandage. This thing you said is it reminded me of a quote that says, People do not care how much you know. Until they know how much you care. Mm. And that's just mm-hmm. it. I think that's just mm-hmm. the answer to this. Because it's so true. No one cares how much scripture you know. Yes. If they do not. If you're just. If you if, don't care about If you're them. only listening. Because you want to slap the new Rema you got yes. last night. On someone's face. And that Rema could have been for you. Exactly. If you're only listening. Many times when listening to people. You have to listen. Not just so that you can. Just to be there for yes, that person, yes. you won't always have the solution. solution, or you can point them to the one who does. And yes. the only way you can point them ah, to Jesus is by good. being a reflection, yes. a representation of yes. Jesus to that person yes. at that time. Yes. What would Jesus do? What mm. would Jesus say? Mm-hmm. That is why I always advise when you're, when you're listening to someone talk, you have to pray first. You can't just, even if it's silently, like just ask the Holy Spirit for utterance. Holy Spirit, what do I say mm-hmm. at this point? You can't just listen and think that oh what worked with that person yes. would work with this person yes. we're humans people are different yes. you know we process things differently mm-hmm. that's why we deal with trauma differently mm-hmm. you get so yes. that, that makes what you said just makes a lot yes. of sense actually and the bible I, is I, the solution yes the bible is the solution another thing i believe is the solution is community community ah! god did not create groups. anybody to be on their own Mm-hmm. I feel like when the Bible said uh, it is not good for man to be alone, it wasn't just in the context of, of marriage. marriage. It was in the context of community. It was in the context of having God people around. Because even as we're talking about community, the kind of community you have around you is so important. Mm-hmm. You cannot be trying to get out of depression and hang around with people who are perpetually depressed, who are also not trying to get out of depression. Do you understand what I'm trying yes. to say? So if, even if your friends are depressed, I did let all of us be trying to get out of depression together. Yes. Do you understand? Yes. That is why you will stay where you are. If you will not get up and now go on, oh yeah, you come and help me. 
Mm. Eh? Mm. Somebody told me that you used to be sad before and you're not sad anymore. How, How did, did you, you do, do it? it? What and there's something has changed. Yes. There is a glow. Mm. True. How did you do it? And there's sometimes if you may not even <laughs> you may not even need to come and start asking all these questions. Just the Bible says iron sharpens iron. There is a rubbing off that happens just by the reason of being in, in that right space. In the right space. And this thing she's talking about, I think I want to say something about this. Like this community thing, I feel it's not just about people. Yes. It's about things. Someone is saying that, that oh, I'm struggling with depression. What do you listen to? Mm. What do you listen yeah. to? Are you trying to change the things you listen to? You can't tell me you're struggling with depression and you're listening to songs that talk about sadness. You're listening to podcasts that, you know, would that help you feel that. You're listening to, you're watching movies, watching documentaries, watching things that are affecting. You have to jealously guard your atmosphere yes. such that the things you listen to yes. are have a positive yes. effect in your life. You're capable of bringing out, bringing you out of where you are yes. currently. So you tell me that you're struggling with depression and anxiety. Show me your playlist. Let me see what yes. you're listening to every yes. day. And, and from that, you and, see that. And the, the thing is, but naturally, anxiety likes to be fed. Depression mm. likes to be fed. Trauma likes to be fed. They don't like to be starved. So when you are anxious, when you're depressed, when you're going through all these things, the natural response would be to go and look for... What would feel it? What would feel it? Yeah. It would be to go and look for and that's the reason why we said that healing takes a lot of work intentionality it takes a lot of easy. intentionality so when you now find yourself reaching for the things that will fuel the things that god wants to deliver you from it is where that's where and the thing is the holy spirit if you engage the help of the holy spirit mm. he will give you awareness mm-hmm. then you will not stop and be like wait this is not what I'm supposed to be listening to right now. Exactly. And then if you now want to be heard, but the the um, the excuse most of the time is that you know all these Christian songs they don't get me. I don't feel seen. I don't. There are lots of Christian songs. Do you understand that actually? And you can look, you can find them if you browse them. Mm-hmm. Playlists are being curated. There are people that post these things. You can ask your friend that is that 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 you know that has amazing gospel music taste. Do you know if I can get songs that talk about depression, but not in a way that makes me stay there, but in a way that makes me want to have joy? Do you understand? Because I know songs that are like that. Like an example would be Kirk Franklin's Happy. He basically talked about how life is hard, but do you want to be happy? Then he now went ahead to tell us how we can be happy. Exactly. Exactly. So what she said is very important. It's not even just about people, your environment, mm-hmm. kind of movies you watch kind of content you engage on social media eh? the spirits are and it's something i think i heard um my father and the lord say that spirits are opportunists mm-hmm. they will take any and don't be deceived i know that we try to make it look like oh yes in as much as these things can be clinically diagnosed yes. these traumatic yes. experiences these mental issues can be clinically diagnosed mm-hmm. they are very spiritual yep. and this is something you need to come to terms with and yes. there is a spirit behind depression yes. there's a spirit behind anxiety there's yes. a spirit behind your attachment issues your yes. abandonment issues yes. they are opportunities so they will take we any need opportunity to stop. we need to stop we need to stop we need to stop thinking that when somebody says something is spiritual it is invalidating it mm-hmm. i used to be angry whenever somebody says you know you're depressed or you're anxious and just I, I used to feel like that person was invalidating like it is not real just because it is spiritual no 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 no. in fact it makes it all the all more, more real. real it makes it all the more valid it makes in fact it, it should make your seeking for help all the more because when demons enter something hmm. it's, it's different it is and what she said is true the devil is looking for a foothold 
Mm. All you have to do is to puncture a hole in the wall. The devil will make it a door. You and don't... Actually, there's a Bible verse like that. Yes. Do not give the devil any foothold. Yes. Do not give him yes. that loophole. Don't give yes. it to him. That's true. So all these things that we are, by the help of the Holy Spirit, saying that we should, you know, abstain from, these are footholds. Mm-hmm. These are tiny holes in the world that you think they are not. But then when you now realize that you begin to clear your social media and you can curate your social media. Yes. You begin to curate your social media. Put and make sure you follow people that preach. Make sure you follow, you know, you know things that are pure things that are nice things are you know content creators that make you laugh Mm -hmm. but it's not even maybe even preaching content creators that make you laugh follow lai follow ariel fitzpatrick follow yes (laughs) do you understand it's not every time some people they will literally go and look for it sad mood you will see it on instagram yes and you'll not be playing sad sad song with black and white edits people don't understand how music is so powerful powerful. images are so powerful these things are very powerful they're so powerful so So, and you and the thing the power is in the subtlety Mm. the power is in the fact that you can't you you will not pinpoint at one go what they are doing it is an accumulated um impact it's an accumulation of impact over time then you now see that Omo, you have now entered the deep end true do you understand so the word of god community environment social environment physical environment spiritual environment right Mm. and yeah so therapy yes i want to i have to say this in therapy many times especially in the christian world we stigmatize therapy Mm -hmm. We, we stigmatize but if you will never feel ashamed going to the hospital when you have a stomach ache, a headache, malaria, why should you feel ashamed to going go to, to therapy. therapy? It is necessary. If if it, if you know that you can afford therapy, please. And many people don't want to go for therapy because of the fear, the stigma behind mm-hmm. it. If you tell someone, oh, I'm going for well, therapy, they look. Eh? Yes, it's such a powerful thing. Fear <gasps> is so powerful. Like you said, fear creates a false reality. It, yes. That thing you said really hits me. It creates a very it's false reality. It's an illusion. You will It's an illusion. <laughs> You will, and you will be so convinced that it is real. It's reminding me of Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man Far From Home. Okay. When the guy created this fake, this illusion yeah. of danger of terrible yeah. people. And mm. they kept fighting, not knowing that it was it all was not real. fake. And that was what he was using. And that was what, what made him so powerful. That's what the devil does to us. Yeah, that's actually. really what the devil does. So go to therapy. Please, don't ever feel scared mm-hmm. to get help. Go to therapy. Speak to someone, someone that you can trust. Mm. And I've you know? seen people give up on therapy because they went to therapy once, and then their therapy give therapists give them a um, church flyer, <laughs> as, by, as as if to say, um, you know, your issue is too big for me. Come and meet the God of my pastor. <laughs> and they give up on therapy. And let me ask you, if you went into a hospital, and the hospital mm. says we cannot. Um, handle your issue and they refer do you, to you not go hospital? to another hospital if they refer you to another hospital do you not do you run away mm-hmm. no if somebody if you go to a hospital and the hospital cannot solve your problem you go to a specialist hospital mm-hmm. so if you go to a therapist and the therapist your issue is too big for the therapist with the help this is why god is so important with the help of the holy spirit you find another therapist direction is not a myth mm. direction is real that's the reason why God is the beginning of your solution. If you're listening to this and you do not have a relationship with God, it is not, it's not, it's not safe. <laughs> you're not going to come out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, it's but this place is the ghetto without God. It is. Mental health 
mental illness, anything that has to do with your mind, your trauma, your heart, your it is ghetto. The Bible literally says that the peace of God is what will guard your heart. You cannot, your heart will con- will constantly be right there open. Mm-hmm. It's like a heart without a rib cage covering mm-hmm. it. It no, is so, it's so exposed. Op- it's so exposed to so many dangers. It is so exposed. Without the peace of God there to guard your heart, you, you are in trouble. It will be so exposed. So I beg you, if you do not have, if you do not have a relationship with God, I think that this is a time to consider. And it doesn't. I am so sorry if church hurt is the reason you don't have a relationship with God. If people who are supposed to represent Christ misrepresented Christ, let me present to you a Jesus that can heal. Let me present to you a Jesus that 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 is so acquainted with your problems. Let me present to you a Jesus that is not afraid of your trauma is not intimidated by depression or by anxiety let me present to you a jesus that will not stigmatize you Mm. let me present to you a jesus that is not sending you to hell as punishment but wants to rescue you from the path of hell that you are naturally on by human nature Mm -hmm. let me let me present to you a jesus that is not vindictive and mean let me present to you a jesus that wants to give you a hug through people a Jesus that wants to hold your hand and heal you. When you meet that, that is the Jesus we met. <laughs> to be very honest, we sometimes we can look very put together. But we are people who, you know that cartoon where somebody sits on the floor and rocks back and forth and it's just... Mm-hmm. Yes. I have been there. I've done that. I have been there. It has been, <laughs> you, you, you cry into your pillow so that your roommates do not know you are crying. <laughs> and it was that Jesus that healed Mary. It was that Jesus that, that that hugged people, that held people. And we're not saying that, you know, that side of Jesus is all that there is. But Do you understand? Real. But that side of Jesus is very real. It's very tangible. I can't... I'm sorry, but I feel... <laughs> I am feeling things right now. <laughs> I can literally feel the presence of God in this place. And God just wants to have that relationship. And that is the beginning of it. Mm. And we wouldn't have done a lot of things that are important in this podcast if we do not introduce you to that jesus <laughs> thank you thank you so much deborah <laughs> thank you thank you so much deborah it was really nice having you i actually really enjoyed it. i was just talking <laughs> i really enjoyed being here thank I you really, really did. Thank i you thank you for this podcast you have no idea i feel like i'm speaking for every oh, listener God. I'm sorry. I just feel like I should do this. Thank you. So needed. Thank you. So please, dear listener, I'm just going to to say a prayer with you. If you know you haven't accepted Jesus into your life, now would be the best time to. Now would be the best time to meet our Jesus. The one who heals. The one who saves. The one who redeems. So why don't you say a little prayer with us? Deborah, please lead us in prayer. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. So let um pray. You just say after me. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for being my father. Thank you for coming after me. Even before I knew you were coming after me. Thank you for loving me. And thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. Thank you for being able to heal me. I pray that you will help me to accept your love. I pray that you will help me 
to let go of everything that is holding me back. Help me to live a life that pleases you and that makes you happy. I thank you because from today, I walk in the reality of my healing. I walk in the reality of a new life. I am no longer comfortable with trauma. I am no longer comfortable with pain. In Jesus' name, Amen. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations indeed. Or you started a new life. So please, never get comfortable with trauma. God doesn't like it. God doesn't want that for you. Don't get comfortable with dysfunction. I feel like we should do a recap so that it's not be like like the things of the list of things we've said. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, there are people who are aware and then they are unaware of you know trauma, trauma. and um one of the reasons that we can be comfortable in trauma or pain is because of fear, because of social constructs, because of our environment, the kind of things that, you know, we are, you know, that we have around us. And then we, we talked about solutions. Number one, we talked about the word of God. Very important. We said how it is the fact that combats the lies that the devil is telling you. And then we talked about community and we talked about environment the things that you surround yourself with your social media we talked about curating your social media we talked about you can even reach out to wura if you talk to her or to me if you talk to me ask us for some maybe we can even curate one i actually playlist. have a playlist yeah. that is open the link is right there on the instagram bio um with love underscore wura so yeah. yes there is that and so, if you want me to make a playlist for you personally yes, yes you i do that too so yeah it's not a problem God is so intentional about your healing. It is time for you to also be Be intentional intentional about your healing. Partner with God and start a better life for yourself. So thank you so much for listening. I pray that God helps you. I pray that God, you know, rattles your foundation such that you are no longer comfortable with pain and trauma. That God heals you deeply such that you will no longer have any relation with the things that have hurt you and have made you, you know, so broken and bitter. I pray that God makes you into the person he has called you to be and that you you allow him you really you really do accept and receive his help receive the gift of healing that he has given to you I love you so much we love you so much (laughs) we love you so much thank you so much for listening to this episode I hope it has been a blessing to you and let me know if you want to have Deborah back (laughs) well we're definitely going to have her back so thank you so much let's say together with love we're one to go with With love love. (laughs) we're